0: hello welcome to the very first episode of nyc actors talk robin williams a series where we go through the best performances of robin williams and search for his absolute best role and we're also going through all these movies because we love robin williams we love the guy and we love everything that he's done for us making us laugh making us cry we love robin williams just for being robin williams So sit back, relax, and enjoy our very first episode with Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to NYC Actors Talk Film. I'm Nick. I'm Hunter. And we have a very, very special guest today. Mrs. Doubtfire?
1: Oh, my puppets, my little dearies listening in with your little headphones and your microphones, dearies. Oh, she's a podcast now, deary. I was a musical on Broadway, but it's not going to happen anymore. But hopefully soon, deities.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, you oh, had a yeah, you had a show.
1: Oh and... yes, my dear Nicholas, uh, we were going to have a show on the big bright Broadway, but uh, it's probably not going to come out until a little bit later. But
0: yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I know oh, that you know so that it was a very highly so anticipated show.
1: It's okay, because when I come back onto the Broadway stage, I'm going to say I'm a hippo granny who can hip-hop, bebop, dance till you drop, and yo-yo, awa, awa, make a wicked cup of awa, awa, cocoa. I just sounded like Pudgy Walk on TikTok, dearies. Pudgy Walk, the little dog that say, awa, awa. Mrs. Doubtfire did that first, dear. Very
0: profound. Very profound, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you oh, thank for coming you so on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's
1: been an absolute pleasure and delight, dearies.
2: Good
1: morning. Good morning girl
2: hey, morning this is not a test, this is rock
0: and
1: roll. he wants you filter, he said one and ten one thousand one years one will give you such see. a crick
2: in the neck. Got to be good looking, cause he's so hard to
1: see Come He's the day.
2: If you ever to suspect my wife again, I'll end you. Over me! No, no! No matter
0: what anybody says, you'll always be a prince to me. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is NYC Actors Talk Film, talking film, TV, and video games from the actor's point of view. We have a very special guest today, Bailey Wilkinson. Hello, feels good to be here, guys. <laughs> this is so exciting. Uh, yeah, I I love you, bro, and I and
3: and I've always wanted you to be on the show, bro. Oh, stop <laughs> so it. so here you are. Yeah, it feels again. It feels really good to be on the show. I've been listening to you two for a while, and you've been putting out great work. And I'm honored to be a part of the show tonight.
2: Awesome. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that, dude. <laughs> okay so we are talking about mrs. Doubtfire Bailey before we started recording you said that this is your all-time favorite movie Hunter walk, walk me through how that how that comes to be
3: so when I was a wee little Deity if you will. <laughs> as Mrs. Doubtfire, or no, sorry, as Yuvia Vigenia Doubtfire, dear, would say. I just, I can't stop. I, I, you, you can even hear it in my voice when yeah, I Bailey, you're say, on a roll. You're on a roll. When I, I say the words Mrs. Doubtfire, like the serotonin levels in my body, boost. <laughs> you can't say Mrs. Doubtfire without doing the voice. It's like those TikTok trends where someone says, tell me that you're blank. It's like, tell me that you love Mrs. Doubtfire without telling me that you love Mrs. Doubtfire. And it's just me doing the voices, (laughs) dressed up as her. But when I was a little kid, there was one day when my parents said, all right, let's watch Mrs. Doubtfire. They had watched it before. My older sister did before. I didn't. And I remember just after it was done, my jaw was on the ground. I just couldn't believe what I just watched. And I, it's just, it's pure perfection. And like Nick was saying before, how this, like we're focusing on Robin Williams's performances. I have always seen him do comedic stuff. And Mrs. Doubtfire, he really shows off an incredible range of emotions in this movie. You're laughing with him. Like you're literally like you're, crying like not only tears of joy like because of the laughter but it gets pretty serious too and i really like that how it's not fo- solely focused on the comedy but like there are very dark tones but in a good way like in a realistic way where it's not too over dramatic because it's a film and like people think oh just because it's a film it has to be edgy it but like the writing is good and again it always starts with the writing i say and
0: yeah it's it's so it's so uh crazy because like with a uh, for a movie with such a wacky premise it starts
3: out like really dark yeah yeah The with the divorce and again sally field too which oh, i forgot she was even in the movie sally field oh my god another
0: as uh as mr doubtfire
3: <laughs> yes she is mr doubtfire spoiler alert uh Uh, The movie's, what, 30 years? I think, no, it came out in 92? 93, 93, I think. I want to say 93, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it by this point, first of all, what's wrong with you?
0: Also, why are you listening to this then?
3: Yeah. Spoiler alerts for the plot. Spoilers, dearies.
1: Spoilers, (laughs) dearies.
2: Yeah, it it is my favorite uh, uh, James Bond movie for sure. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> that's true. Pierce
0: Brosden,
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> and he's and again he is just again another great actor. Like the part, like the character is just this like suave guy. I mean, he's basically James Bond. He's a snack. Movie. He's a snack. He's yeah. the full course meal.
0: Yeah, that's true. He's not a snack. He's a no. full, he's, full He's
3: got the appetizing eyes. He's got the uh, sushi roll abs. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like he's nice and oh, what does and Mrs. Doubtfire
1: say? Like, oh, a liposuction. Oh, no, she's got a power
3: tool in her bedside drawer, dear.
1: I'm surprised she hasn't cracked her teeth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she also says something like "Uh, like, uh, like in the swimming pool, like, oh, yeah, oh you yeah. see,
1: that's the result of liposuction. Yeah, that's the result of liposuction, mm. dear.
3: <laughs> and then, then she throws the fruit at him. She's like,
1: oh, God, I'm so sorry, dear. I think it was a drive-by fruiting. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> drive-by
0: fruiting. Yeah, there's so many good little lines. Uh, so obviously, Bailey, you love it. It's one of your faves. Yes. Uh, Hunter, uh, what are your thoughts on Mrs. Doubtfire? And also... Uh your your thoughts on because this is our Robin Williams miniseries, uh uh how how do you feel about like his performance and how it ranks with some of his others? Like, is it do you feel it's one of his best? Do you feel like it really is like deserving of the hype and like where would you maybe put it? So yeah, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, um I remember watching this movie as a little kid, and it always like struck a chord with me because like my parents were going through like rough times, and they ultimately divorced and stuff like that. Um, and it made me feel like ten times better, especially um, uh, the message at the end, like it doesn't kind of matter what your family looks like, type deal. And I was like, "Fuck!" When I was watching that uh, just last night, I was like, "This really is a great freaking movie." And Robin Williams, I I do agree with you. I think he's at his absolute best. I think he's like. Pulling out all the comedic chops that like he has in this movie, like with the voices, and like one of my favorite parts is when like he's at like the kids' party and like the rap music's playing, and it's in the beginning, I think, and he's got like his uh the hat like uh tipped to the corner or whatever, and he's like, huh, "Sup?" And yeah, like, he's like, "What's
0: up?" <laughs> and then and Sally Field. Said, That's it. We're shutting down <laughs> the party.
2: Yeah, and I was like, "Dang!" And then at the end, like. There's a moment um, where Sally Fields comes in uh, after he's performing like, or after he's shooting the uh, kids show and there's a scene with them and it's like, Oh my gosh, it makes you want to cry. his performance. And I think that it, it really is. I think it is one of his best and it's a great freaking movie.
0: Yeah. Very well said Hunter. Yeah. I mean uh, yeah. Uh, my, my thoughts are uh, I think pretty much the same as you guys. I mean, I, I am not, in love with this movie, I think he is fantastic. I think Robin Williams is fantastic in the movie. He just like what you guys are saying. Like he, he he makes you laugh and he makes you cry. Like that, that monologue at the end that he gives about, like, if you take my kids away from me, it's like, I, it's like you're taking air away from me. It's like, Oh, it's just like, you feel it like it, like you feel it because of him. And let's talk about Robin Williams for a second, because like, you know, unfortunately, he is not with us anymore, and that's a, you know a tragedy. And you know, uh, and you know, let's just talk about like you know w- why does he work in almost every single thing he ever did? You know, like he he really is like you know just like one of the greatest. So let's let's uh, touch on that for a second.
3: I think for me at least, Nick, the reason why he's been so iconic in all of the movies that he's done, he's been doing or. Er- First of all, I think he's one of those actors that knows his type, knows what he's trying to go for. And when he chooses a project, or when he did choose these projects, he genuinely cared about them. And he wanted to like elevate the creative vision of the director while also putting his own creative twist on everything. I remember watching the behind-the-scenes footage of Aladdin and how all of these Disney writers and um, audio technicians were saying... They had over, I think, thirty hours or so, or a couple of days worth of just improv. That he would come into the studio, he wouldn't even look at the script and would just go, and whatever came to the top of his mind. Yeah,
0: yeah, he has such an infectious energy to him. Like it's so manic. Like yeah, exactly what you were saying, Bailey. Like he goes from here to here and this voice to that voice. He just, it's just craziness, and and it's that kind of energy, and and charisma that that is. A rare and and uh and he has it he had it and and and, uh, yeah it's just and it's so clear in this movie because yeah uh, he not only does he have multiple scenes where he's himself his his character and then has to also be doubt fire in the same scene but also you know he he has all these uh bits you know that uh you can tell like the camera was just kind of rolling you know, for, for all the, for some of those bits, like that, that whole bit with him, uh, what is it with the, with the old lady in the beginning where he's like, uh, I'm an actor, you know, like he, uh, like he, and he does all these like voices. Like, no, no, he says, I do voices. And she's like, what does that, what does that mean? What do you mean you do voices? And he's like, I do voices. And then he does all these voices. And it's just like, you could tell, like the camera, cameraman was probably just like, just keep rolling until like he stops. Cause like, it's just brilliant.
3: Yeah, I, or Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think scientists were able to prove it. They said something with his neurons. He was just able to respond and think of things so much faster than other actors of his class. Which also, the man went to Juilliard. Need I say more? Right, they even, yeah. Juilliard, they even said to him, we can't teach you this natural skill that you have. Just go out and audition for stuff and best of luck. And also another reason why I love Mrs. Doubtfire. My dad also loves it a lot like me too is Robin Williams, which I never knew this until again, recently when, or again, well, tragically when he did pass away, my dad said to me, Bailey, did you know that he was roommates with Christopher Reeve at Juilliard? And I said, Oh my God, really? Like he was, which again, Robin Williams, Roommates with Superman, the OG Superman. It's we just, love to see it. He, yeah, it's amazing. He just seems like Nick was saying before not only on screen with his infectious energy and all of the improv and the tragic and comedic moments in all these films, but one of the main reasons, or another main reason, why I feel people loved Robin Williams so much he just came off as very genuine and relatable. Like, he didn't seem fake in any way. What you saw was what you got. And some, and then some, because you, again, you didn't know if he was going to be on a talk show or if he was doing a play or something. What was going to happen? He might just go on the stage, like Nick was saying before, and just improv for an hour or so, and you just roll with the punches and that case. Exactly,
0: like, yeah, I've heard, like, he used to do, like, comedy shows where like he just he would just like completely improvise the whole show f- for like an hour and it's like new stuff like every time like that's amazing
2: yeah or go uh cheerlead for the the Denver Broncos
0: i think it was <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: like and i, I was going to get at that too it's like i think the reason that he's iconic in Robin Williams is that there is like truth to him whereas like i couldn't think of another actor right now but like actors that like are kind of like that it's like i don't know if they can truly like achieve what he did because i think maybe they're trying to like fake something or like trying to be like him yeah it was just it was just just so
0: it was just so authentically him you know like you can't mimic it you can't not really not not you know not really Uh, so he was he was really one in a million and i think like you know uh uh we'll we'll get into it but uh do i think it's like Top echelon Robin Williams, in my opinion, I don't think so. For you guys, it could be, and that's great. I, I, we have a bunch of other Robin Williams movies we're gonna cover too. Um, so you know, that's you know, it'll be intriguing to go through some of those too and see, you know, if especially me, me and you, Hunter, uh, you know, yeah. if, if our opinion changes on certain things, because I think that's what I want the miniseries to yeah. do by the end, like you know, kind of be like okay, like like what was our like what were the the gems of like mm-hmm. the the very the very best and 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 for bailey i think i'll 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 say
3: for you like I, this is up there right for you oh, it, it's if this was a tier maker list s plus not even s <laughs> s plus and building off of uh hunter's point earlier like talking about how Some of these other actors are trying to emulate him, which I do agree with that point. I think a lot of these comedic actors that I'm seeing that are slowly on the rise are trying to copy him, and it just isn't working for them. Which, again, do what works for you. Don't copy someone, because then that doesn't make you unique. And another great point with Robin Williams, too, and personally why I also really love him, or another reason why I love him, he gave back. He was one of those actors where, yes, I'm not, I can't think off the top of my head like what charities or organizations he donated to, but for um, our troops uh, overseas, like for the military, he always did stand-up shows for them and all these like crazy kooky skits and voices, and it was just so incredible to see all these soldiers and him talking, and he's just and casually having a beer with them, like he was just like one of the guys or just. Yeah anybody chilling out and again like i was saying that relatability Like you want to be able to see someone that shares your beliefs or that you feel that you can see yourself represented in them and for me robin williams like um or for, or for me at least with robin williams i've always tried to strive with that i uh, since the podcast is called new york city actors and we're talking about acting i've always wanted like obviously not improv too much i feel i mean no one can be as quick as him but no,
0: not even close. I, yeah. I,
3: no one, like you said, Nick, he's no one in a one. million. Yeah, but uh, literally, no. I'm sorry, you can try your best, but you you can't top the yeah. iconic goat of comedy, in my opinion, one of the goats. And for me, at least, with acting, I always feel again give back, even if it's like if or there's a famous quote. I don't know why they just made me think of this of Robin Williams. Maybe he was doing an interview with him or something. I don't know, but Christopher Lee. He was talking in an interview, and he was saying, it doesn't matter like how small the part is, just as long as your character has an impact on a story. He said that's what he looks for when reading a script, as long as my character has an impact and people remember me. And with Robin Williams, I've, but even in these movies where, say, if he wasn't the leading role, you still remember him. I forgot he was in the movie Robots, and that was another one yeah, of my robots. favorite animated movies. Oh,
0: his like his iconic role in Robots as a uh, as that red robot. I forget uh, his, yeah. name. I forget <laughs> I his forget, name now. I forget but... his name. <laughs> I'm but... gonna look it up because I love Robots. <laughs> <Do-do-do-do>.
3: <laughs> but he was
0: incredible in that too. And I think it was Bender, but I I, I want to be sure. That sounds. 98 it, sound, yes. it, it sounds like a robot that name sounds... right it sounds like a robot name <laughs>
3: <laughs> probably but for me at least i've always wanted to try to emulate that warmth that robin williams has and just try to again like make that connection with people in that sense and just whenever i feel some actors too they get stuck in a rut sometimes creatively where they say oh i can only say this monologue or do this scene in this tone. Let's okay, say- wait,
0: wait. Let me... Fender.
3: Fender. Fender, Fender bender. Fender. Fender. They must have made a joke like that at one point in the movie. They have if not yeah. <laughs> We re <re-watched> Robots. <laughs> another that should movie. be our
0: next movie.
3: <laughs> Maybe. Mayhaps. <laughs>
2: That'd be hilarious. Uh, uh, Bailey, you're saying that, uh, the-
3: that they get stuck in a tone? Yes, I feel that some... Actors that I've worked with or I've seen, sometimes they'll say, I can say if it's this very, very dramatic scene, I can't let humor seep in, or I can't think of the scene in any other way. I have to perform it this way, which isn't necessarily the case. And I think with an actor like Robin Williams, he explored all of his possible options where, like Nick was saying before in the finals, which again, if you haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire at this point, please do but in the courtroom scene at the please dears you know do yourself a service i'll follow you on tiktok deities anyway um (laughs) when the final courtroom scene happens robin williams i'm sure he was told like make it a very serious scene and like maybe don't like don't really stray too far off the path but when he's talking, like there's some moments like, where he starts like kind of doing that nervous laugh. And like, you see him smile. And then when he's talking about his kids, like Nick said that line before. Uh, if you take my kids away from me, it's, it's like I, I can't have air. But he says it with a smile. And it, for me, it makes it even more tragic. Because you, you see it in his physicality, too. He's hurting. Because he's saying, like, don't take my yeah, kids Yeah, and I actually, away. I really
0: want point, to point this out. And I think... And I think it kind of has to do with Robin Williams himself, too, in a lot of ways. There's a there's a couple of lines in the movie, especially from Sally Field uh, telling him, like, you can never be serious. That's a I I see that as a bit of a commentary on Robin. I think like, you know, I think like, you know, Robin probably had that insecurity of like, can I be serious? You know, can I? can i can I do these dramatic roles too? Am I just the funny yeah. guy? I think a lot of funny guy you know uh Hollywood types probably have that same insecurity, so I thought that was a really really uh specific really important uh a part of the movie that I that I noticed. I was like, oh yeah that's that's maybe something that Robin himself kind of uh is putting into his role and and is relating to because he he kind of feels. Maybe, maybe uh, from what I know, maybe that
3: same kind of way. No, I see that. And when you see a, a stereotypical comedic actor that people have said, all right, they can only do comedy, then all of a sudden they do this very dramatic movie or TV show and you say, whoa, wait a second, you're supposed to make me laugh, not make me cry. And then some people will just tune out after that and say, oh, that's it, I'm done Caring about this celebrity, and I'll move on to the next one. Right,
0: and maybe, maybe Robin, maybe Robin wanted to prove that to people with movies like Mrs. Doubtfire and Dead Poets and Goodwill Hunting. Like you know, like oh, no, I can, one. I can do this stuff too, guys. I, you know, I, I feel like that kind of leaked into his performance in a good way, especially in in this movie and some of his others, which we'll get into. But I think, yeah, as as we get into more of his uh, uh movies, Hunter uh i think we'll 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 keep seeing that that kind of conflict within him
2: yeah cuz he's one of those guys that you can't put him in a box no matter how hard you try
0: and a lot of people probably did yeah. oh
2: most definitely yeah most definitely uh
0: so let's let's kind of redirect to his performance in Mrs. Doubtfire of course deedee thank you Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> um i'm I'm, st- I'm so glad you're still here um oh dearie yeah. i
1: never left this studio what are you talking about wait a <laughs> second dearie this doesn't look like the studio on Thirty Second Street. i'm confused this looks like a an abandoned old apartment it looks burned down dearie i need to get out of here <laughs> thank you f- mrs I, I col- your your
0: commentary on your own apartment is is delightful oh dearie
1: is what i would out. do for a klondike bar right now <laughs> I, 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 so I, can, I
0: I can guess. I can <laughs> I can guess. Uh but yeah, so his his performance specifically
2: in Mrs. Doubtfire, let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah. Um Bailey. What or you know what? How do you think Or actually, Nick, I wanna start with you actually. How do you because you said that uh you didn't think that it ranked up in um the performances with the other movies. Is there a reason why? Or you don't have to have a reason. Why yeah,
0: him. I mean like I, I I a little bit of both. Like I can't really explain it because I I just think pr- I prefer some of his other performances, but also like I think like maybe the movie doesn't always in my opinion doesn't always do right by him where like, you know, uh I think when it comes to like the movie itself, I think they're I think it's uh, every time I've watched it I I I I like it maybe a little bit less every time just because like I don't know, uh, like looking back at like maybe some of the jokes and some of the things that, um, you, you, you know, some parts in the movie in, in, in today's climate, like there's a few like iffy jokes about like, Hey, you're dressed up as a woman. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, would we do that today? No. Is it the movie's fault? Not necessarily because it's, it's of its time, but it makes it a little bit less enjoyable, but I, but it, 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 it's not like constant, you know what I mean? It wasn't like every yeah. joke was like, whoa, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the funny part was, was Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But there were, there were a few inklings of jokes here and there that are a little dated now, but that once again, it's hard to say, you know, if that's the movie's fault or not, but it's there if you, if you're looking for it. So yeah but but uh more more about uh uh more about the movie also uh yeah I, I just think like you know it, it there's some really funny bits in it and I will we'll keep talking about those in a minute, but like you know I, I think some some of the bits, especially near the end uh with the whole like oh, he's uh in bet- he's doing two things at once he has the job interview and he also has the family dinner and it's like i get it you have to do that he's playing two people it's funny to do two things at once because that's you know that's the premise so you got to do it but it's such a contrived way in my opinion to do it because like the family's just like come on come on do, 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 do join us for dinner and it's like really like you're gonna <laughs> fuck up your job interview because they said pretty please like it's a bit contrived to have oh, like
1: oh i like that part though i, I do look it's
0: like, like you know, these are, like, you know, yeah. nitpicks. But, like, uh, it's just, like, you could have found a better way to, like, have that kind of crazy comedic situation. Because it, it seemed a bit contrived to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah. One, thing that,
3: I, one thing I will say in defense of that scene. I do see your points, Nick. I do agree how it can be a little bit contrived. And earlier saying how some of the jokes are... They wouldn't land today or they probably wouldn't have even happened like in the writing right, process yeah. one thing i will say in 1993 this was a very ambitious movie
0: oh yeah i mean like we have uh harvey firestein in the movie like killing yeah. it like being you know uh fabulous and hilarious like it like it's it's a very like progressive movie if all you know uh especially for the time You know, it was just like little things that I picked up on that was like, yeah, they wouldn't quite fly. But once again, it's like little things, you know? Yeah, I was uh, just going to
3: say, if it wasn't for the dinner scene where he is both himself, uh, Daniel, and Mrs. Doubtfire, you wouldn't have the iconic line when he's drunk off of the wine and his denture fall (laughs) into the wine glass, which was improvised, by the way. Oh, really? Saying,
1: carpe dentum, seize the teeth. (laughs)
3: That was improvised. And they couldn't keep it together on set. And they said, cut, but that is too brilliant. We have to do that again.
0: That's amazing. That's a hilarious line. So to, to know that that was improvised is... It, it just just it just goes to show how amazing robin was
3: <laughs> shaking it off like a wet dog and like the, yeah. and, like, the wine
1: <laughs> that's true he people. says
3: so many things <laughs> during Robin's
1: that face. one because <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to
3: get pierce brosnan to look obviously crappy and like he's uh-huh. intentionally throwing the wine on him yeah also, that's so funny he's just like <laughs> quickly also thinking about that scene the amount that in real life That obviously not Robin Williams like during the actual shoot. I'm sure it was like apple juice or something else. But in real life, drinking that much wine, I think he had about or Mrs. Doubtfire rather had two or three glasses of what looked like white wine and then four scotch or five scotch on the rocks on top of that. Forget it. He's dead. He's dead. He's (laughs) the alcohol content. He would not be able to handle. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire
0: would not handle that much liquor.
2: I was just about to bring that up. uh, (laughs) about How I while watching it as a kid and watching it now, I was like, I had no idea he was getting absolutely wasted because like. You probably would in that situation you're probably stressed out as hell and you just keep pounding him. and like when he falls down on the chair or like forgets uh which table he's at and like who he is
3: is like the best <laughs> after that third when he's dressed up as mrs Dadfire and starts speaking to the studio <laughs> executive as yeah. himself so my god after that third scotch i had to piss like a racehorse and it's like, Daniel? <laughs> yeah why in god's name are you dressed like a woman then, a woman and then again wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. And then robin williams's facial expression there of just the Aha. oh shit oh wait i can curse i can curse on this yeah you can you can yeah, fucking yeah, curse. But, yeah, but him but him about oh, that look of oh shit I the jig is up. I gotta tell him who I am. And no, I but think, then he doesn't. But that's the great yeah, thing. Then he's then he's like, oh, this.
1: Uh, say uh, hello to your new host. <laughs> well, you're looking at the host of your new show,
2: dude. Host? And he buys it. He's like, yeah, he's like
3: brilliant. He's Could like, you, man, hell yeah. What are you if talking that was about? if that was 2021 and it was some studio executive, let's say at Disney or whatever media company comes to your mind, that conversation would not have happened. The second they heard that voice, they might've said, uh, security, can we get this person out of here? <laughs> that's also, true. In real life, he,
0: the guy would be like, I uh, never want to see you again. You know, I have a restraining order. against you. <laughs> you cannot be within
3: six feet of me.
0: And that's kind of an interesting thing about the movie is there's a fine line between Robin's uh, his characters' uh, antics in the movie, because I I think like especially by the end, it makes you question like, oh, how like okay is this? Like, yeah. it, is is him like being so wacky for the kids and doing all these crazy situations? Because I really like, and I wish they explored it maybe a bit more. But I really liked how Sally Field was like, you know, I don't like myself when I'm with you or when you know when I'm married to you because I have to be the bad guy. I have to be the 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 no fun police or something like that where like I have to I have to shut down the fun but also like his fun is also yeah a bit dangerous and a bit like a bit too far and like I I like how the movie kind of comments on that you know I I wish maybe the movie com- commented on that maybe a little more but I I did like that kind of like yeah but it is a little Too crazy for reality. Like, it's a bit too much. Like, it is kind of too far.
3: Well, even in the courtroom scene, the judge says, This is like, yes, you want to be with your kids, but going to this length of dressing up in drag, pretending to be an old nanny just to be with your kids. I think the doctor even says at one point uh, insanity. He's, yeah, like yeah him. and
0: he even says it too like I plead insanity because yeah. like
3: yeah it's like I love my it kids. is
0: it is really crazy but also yeah but then he says but I love my kids and so like you know he you know the robin charm of it all is like and you and know like I judge... so so you so you do get it because he said that but yeah I do like how the the movie kind of addresses that and and like by the end the, the the judge kind of says something like look uh that was a moving speech but I kind of yep. just I I kind of just see that as a performance a really a really convincing per, a really yeah. con, a really convincing performance but a performance and I I found that line to be really uh, uh poignant.
2: yeah so do, do you guys think that like he went too far by dressing up as Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> I,
0: I like how we we've gotten so serious now so has he oh, no. did he did he so did he go too far
2: well, I mean, no, I, I I think that's a that's an interesting question. No, it is, is an my, interesting thought. It's just, it's
0: just funny to that we're talking know, about this, and it's like it's Mrs. Doubtfire. But <laughs> yes, but
2: but I I do think
0: yeah, it was a bit too far. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I you know I I think in us, in my opinion at least, in a slightly better movie, we'd kind of maybe address that like a tad bit more. I think like you know we kind of just write it off a little bit too much. Like well, but it's Robin Williams; he's so funny. Like like we kind of write it off a bit, which is fine. It's it's not. I mean, it is a pretty dark movie, but it's not like mm-hmm. sojourn. It's not goodwill hunting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. not, it's not dead poet society where reality just slaps you in the face by the end. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, but, a, but a little bit of, of reality does kind of creep in, which, which is what I like about the movie. And I think the discussions or the, the conversations, uh, uh Robin Williams has with, uh, Sally Field, uh, especially near the end, I thought was really nice. And, I, you know, I, I think, uh, like the stuff with the kids is great, but, uh, if the whole, not the whole movie, but if like more of the movie was kind of like, Oh, like I, I get to pretend to be this person now, like not myself. And now I get to hear what my wife really thinks about me. And I think that's such an interesting idea to be like almost an outsider, even though you're still yourself, obviously like to be like, yes. so how does she really feel? And like to for him to kind of learn that I think is really, really great. Uh, I, uh, I, I I wish once again. I I think my big uh, criticism is just more, uh, just because like like the you know this movie wants to be like a silly comedy, but also tries to be dramatic and serious. And I think a lot of it works, but I think as a whole, I think it, it kind of goes back and forth. And I I think like you know, um, and it's not Robin Williams' fault. I think he does a fabulous, fantastic job in the movie. He's clearly, if if we were doing a regular show, he would. Clearly, be the MVP, but I think that's going to be every
2: movie we cover. Like
0: every every Robin Williams
2: movie oh, we cover, him oh. all along. Sorry, Pierce Brosnan, dude. Yeah, that, <laughs> uh, that chiseled jawline. Or, or actually, the the kid that plays his son from Boy Meets World. Oh my lord! MVP. <laughs> but, MVP.
0: No, uh, uh, the little girl, uh, Matilda. Uh, what's, Matilda! Her, what's her What's her oh, name?
2: Uh, I don't know her name, but she's all like, "You had to go, Mrs. You ha- or some like the, yeah wife. yeah oh my god don't she's go adorable. Don't that? go, Mrs.
1: Dowfire. Yeah, don't go, Mrs. Dowfire.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, don't. Why, I, why are mommy and daddy fighting?
3: One <laughs> thing I will say to rebuke Nick's point, just a little. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, again, Get, come at I me, do, bro. Really but I, do, I, I rip into me, you, baby man. I like, I agree with you, but like, I have something else to say, dude. But. <laughs> Like my opinion's better than your. No, I'm kidding. All right, all right. Uh, this is a bully-free zone. Anyway, um, <laughs> with that point, there are a lot of moments where you do see. Obviously, it's Mrs. Doubtfire talking to again. I forget uh, Daniel and I forget the wife's name.
0: Uh, I don't remember Mr. Uh, Doubtfire. It, Mr. Doubtfire. It,
3: Mr. Doubtfire. Of course, how could I forget? But when they're both talking, and when Mrs. Doubtfire is saying, Oh, like how was Daniel? What was your relationship like? And they're and you see Sally Field opening up to again the stranger, or not stranger necessarily, because they again have grown that bond with Mrs. Doubtfire, but for Daniel to sit there and hear all of these deeper thoughts from his ex-wife about why it just didn't work like nick was saying before of yeah i always felt that when we were together that i was the bad guy or like i, I was the bad guy and i had to police my children i never had time for them and you just even through the prosthetics you could see that tears were starting to swell in his eyes because he was saying oh my god like this is stuff that i've been wanting to hear from her but he could never he could never hear from her because obviously when the split happened because, it uh, bad.
0: because also it, it plays into, yeah, because I was never serious. I was never real with this person. And exactly. so I, once again, very poignant, uh, very poignant stuff. And I think, uh, what brings this movie home to me? I, I have obviously issues with the movie, but what really like almost uh, the moment that almost makes me forget all of that is that last scene where Mrs. Doubtfire has that monologue at the end, uh, you know, uh, during her show, Where you know uh, she has a in her show she has a letter from a kid that says like oh my mom and dad split up and I'm I'm gonna start crying already because it's so good but like that like and her speech about like it's not your fault they maybe maybe they stopped loving each other but they still love you and uh, and not a lot of movies especially silly you know comedies like this don't really have like uh, profound and and kind of real. Uh, messages about divorce because usually divorce is either written off as either not real or um, or it it uh, it's just kind of brushed off brushed aside as like it happened haha and and you just kind of whatever you like you kind of move on but like or or it's it's a very like one note thing where it's like oh they're just bickering and they hate each other it's that kind of thing too um, it's never it's never like in the gray area because I think that's the biggest strength of the movie from like a writing and character perspective of just like the the theme of divorce and like and 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 having it be uh, you know it's not talking down to kids who are you know who are who are and still are watching this movie um, it's it's being real with them uh, He even says uh, in the movie Robin Williams uh, he says like. Something about like, uh, can we not talk down the kids? You know, can we like just be on their level, like, and and be real with them and say like, you know, real stuff happens sometimes, and we'll just talk to you about it, you know. And I I think that's that was the biggest strength. And once again, the the ending speech is like the best part. It it gets me weepy every time.
3: And he said you got to treat them like little people. He said you can't like Nick was yeah. just saying that line. You can't talk down to them. And another reason, also building off of Nick's points from earlier. I think it's a strength that they also show the kid's perspective because there are a lot of movies or a lot of movies and shows where I've seen the writers talk about divorce and you don't see it from the kid's perspective. You only really see it from the adult's point of view of, Oh, like we, we fell out of love and like all these, uh, sometimes it can be a little bit drawn out, but in Mrs. Doubtfire, like I was saying at the very, very beginning, it's very realistic. Like it, yes, sometimes it can be ugly, but it's not too overdone. It's just look like, like uh, in the final scene, Mrs. Doubtfire
1: says, "I sometimes uh, people fall out of love, but that doesn't mean that they don't love you, dear." And uh, sure, family again, all families look different. Some people can have two mummies, two daddies,
3: or just one mom, one dad. And it's a beautiful. It's it just it's a beautiful, heartwarming message.
0: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah.
3: And yeah. one movie, I feel this is a little bit of a sidebar off topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a little bit to the extreme when dealing with divorce is Marriage Story.
2: I was literally going to say... Oh, like, don't,
3: don't get me started. The thing is, Adam Driver... Uh, quick little sidebar. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, incredible, brilliant actors. But you know what I'm talking about, that scene? Mm. Come on, but that was... I thought it was just I'm an actor yelling at another actor trying to get an Oscar nomination.
0: Okay, okay, I'll I'll rebuttal that a little bit because yes. I because <laughs> I, I, I I do see where you're coming from. People and we actually talked about this when we talked about uh, what was the third before trilogy movie called Hunter?
2: Oh, uh, uh, before Midnight.
0: Before Midnight, like I was kind of saying the same thing about that movie, like it was a little too harsh, a little too mean spirited. You
2: shut <laughs> your mouth.
0: <laughs> but uh, but I I kind of feel the same way about that fight scene in a uh, in Marriage Story. I think it's a, a better handled, I think, than than the than uh, Before Midnight, in my opinion. But uh, but I do see your point. Like yeah, like these people saying like this kind of stuff to each other, they would just never talk to each other again like that like it's just so harsh and so like it it goes so far that like it's almost a little much i do like that movie though and i do like uh adam driver and scarlett johansson but i do see your point because i i kind of get that too i'm not in love with that movie like everyone else is but yeah i i do agree yeah about about that scene
2: yeah, see, and I, I'm the happy medium right here. See, I, I I think that way about Scarlett Johansson in that movie. I'm like, oh, I really think that, and I like her. I think she's a wonderful actress. Um, but I think in that movie, she's just like terrible. And you, I think think Drever, you think she's you think she's terrible?
3: Do. I, and, and you're say, the happy medium?
2: I'm the happy medium because I think Adam Driver in that movie is fucking great.
0: Yeah, he's fucking fantastic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I will I will agree with you that he is better than Scarlett Johansson in yes. that movie. But and, and maybe, but and I I, I do think Scarlett Johansson is is good in the movie. Like I, I think I she has some good stuff. I
2: don't. Zero percent actually. I really I
0: will <laughs> say though that like it does side it does show more of his side than hers. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. maybe it might have to do more with like there's not enough scenes with her. Like she gets a lot of scenes in the beginning. Like she has that long monologue where she's like tearing up with a uh, uh, crying with uh, Laura Dern. But then yeah. we don't really kind of see, we don't really see her side after that, after those scenes. Like we kind of just see more of Adam driver and like, you know, h- him hanging out with her and the kid and everything. But I, this is a marriage
3: story review now. This, yeah just, I know. <laughs> this just got me thinking during this little tangent that we just had. If you really think about it with Mrs. Doubtfire, you see Daniel at work as a voice actor, which again, the opening scene too, Robin Williams doing those voices for the birds like, "Oh no, the cigarette is killing me. I can't." Oh, and the
0: and the animation uh I want to shout out is a is a I I'm 95% sure it is uh animated by Chuck Jones who did uh the old Looney Tunes cartoons. So that's why those oh, that's why the animation yeah. kind of looks like those old That's yeah.
1: so
3: incredible. Yeah. But you see Daniel doing his craft as a voice actor. We only get one scene with Sally Field in her profession, which just dawned on me. And the only scene that's there for her is when she meets James Bond himself. Pierce right. Brosnan. And I
0: also let me let me just mention this once. Uh I do I like him in the movie and I like that he's not like a total asshole because every other comedy movie just makes the other guy like just such a dick that like you you totally want the you know our main character to like get back with with the uh, you know his girl because the the other guy is such a dick. Besides like one line about him saying like oh the guy's a loser. Like he's not really that mean.
1: No, no he's really. actually quite
3: nice. He's actually a pretty nice guy. He says I'd have a beer with him. <laughs> because he has <laughs> by the pool. Oh, is it drive <laughs> by fruiting? But with, <laughs> there's a line that he's, Pierce Brosnan is speaking with one of his coworkers and he says, Oh, like you were never the type to settle down. Like a stereotypical business guy. Like you were never the type to settle down with kids. And he said, "Uh, but I'm just so crazy about them. Especially that little one. I said, there you go. I said, you're not like Nick said, you're not making him a dick. You're making him relatable of look, I like this woman. Sure. She's going through a tough time right now, but I want to be there for her. And I want to support the family, which I get it, but that makes total sense. Yeah, it makes total sense to me. Me too. Yo, I stan him. Yeah, I sta- Fuck Robin Williams in this well, movie. Uh, excuse I me,
2: Hunter? Nothing, nothing. Uh, excuse hey, whoa,
3: you? Hey, <laughs> That's a very hot take. Hot uh, take. Speaking of hot takes, uh, Mrs. Uh, Daniel trying to kill Pierce Brosnan's character with the... Uh, spicy pepper. Yeah. Dude. Oh, that's
0: right. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, wait. Can so we can, can we to... can we talk about that for a second? So, that's yeah, a uh, a Robin motive. Robin
3: Williams tries to kill him. That's a questionable motive. That's the more questionable motive. He literally tried to. Ki- At first, he removes the uh, hub, not the hubcap, but the um the logo from his Honda or whatever fancy car it is. I said, okay, I get that. Po- Basically, poisoning him with pepper. That's. That's a little extreme. I mean, it, it's a funny line, when he's, which again, going back to the realism, Mrs. Doubtfire, you just see some old lady walking through. I know. And she just is putting down the pen. Pa- Hi, I'm Jambalaya. Hi, <laughs> which that's my favorite line in the movie. Yo, he
0: has so many disguises in the movie. Like not only is he Mrs. Doubtfire, but yeah, he's like a, 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 you know, she dresses up as like a a waitress
3: and like, yeah, i will try and stuff like that. And then he also just as himself, Robin Williams uh, as Daniel, when he's wiping down the set after the crews leave with that dinosaur show and the executive, you hear him say, oh, like that guy was so boring. Then he quickly like pretends to be a janitor to like watch... The actual show, and then when he has that cool little improv of like, "Oh, I'm a T-Rex, I'm the king of the dinosaurs. Watch out for my claws! I can bite you really hard." Huh? And it's just, it's so good. Like, he's oh, and at the
0: at the end of at the end of that scene, he says like to the dinosaur to the toy dinosaurs, "Like, take five, take five million. You're dead."
2: <laughs> that that's one of my favorite scenes where he's like, "I'm a raptor," and he's like, "I'll be back, but I'm coming as oil." <laughs> it's just
0: so good. Yeah, like, and he and he, and and throughout the movie, like he's he's sprinkling in his own, you know, views of life. Because yeah, like we were talking before about like talking down the kids and everything, and yeah, and also like yeah, the oil stuff about oil, and just like you know, Robin Williams, like his, you can tell, and and I think we'll as we'll get into this miniseries, uh, like his his real self kind of creeps through all of these characters and that's what's so interesting about him as a performer.
3: Yeah. And this was a point made much, much earlier on when Nick was saying that he wishes that there was more of a lot of these more intimate scenes that between Daniel and uh, his wife or, um, uh, his kids as well. And uh, then the movie, you do have a lot of those moments. No, Rebecca, that's her name. I am so silly. Her name is Rebecca. Oh,
0: Sally I Fields believe. character. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yes. I th- is is that her name? I, uh, I, have- I don't know. I'm going to look we'll it up. A, I'll look it up. Yeah, a, a quick check to see. I think it's Rebecca. I'm surprised that I've, that we've been saying it for so long. And we're just referring to her as his wife.
0: Hey, I don't, I don't even really remember Robin Williams' character's name. Besides Mrs. Doubtfire, obviously. <laughs> the one and only. The one and only Mrs. Doubtfire.
2: That's what happens when you get... Like, Miranda.
0: Some, it's it's. Miranda. Uh, uh, Sally Field's Miranda. character
3: is Miranda. But the, the scenes before with uh, him and Miranda, like Nick was saying, or him having more intimate moments with Miranda or his kids... And like I was saying, also earlier, with those scenes with the kids, uh, it would I would maybe if there was just another scene with the two older children because they're the ones that discover that he's Mrs. Doubtfire. Which that I forgot about too. Right, you you forget about it because they don't really do anything with that because it happens and they go, "Oh, your your dad!" Oh my God! And he says, "Listen." don't tell your mom, like, I, I just want to, and he doesn't really have the, which it makes sense, because he can't really quickly explain it all in one sitting of, okay, so I'm doing this because I want to see you, and it's difficult and all that, but he says, look, just don't tell your mom and don't tell your little sister. Right. So when that moment happens later on, when he, you know, saves Pierce Brosnan from almost choking on the shrimp, <sighs> which, by the way, Pierce Brosnan, I did find out, he didn't have a piece of shrimp in his throat at all. He just was—that that was him acting like he was choking, which he, I thought that was very, very convincing.
0: He can choke my shrimp
3: any day. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> Nick, if you want to tell us something, it's yeah, okay. You get some off your chest. <laughs> you have <a> crush, you <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> you're like, like Hugh man.
1: Pierce hey, hey! I, I, I said what I said. What I said. Pierce Brazman <laughs> can whip up this cup of cocoa any day.
3: You know, and again, another great line when he turns around and Miranda says, help, Mrs. Daffy, he's choking. And he says, my God, I killed the bastard. Then yeah, Help is on the
1: way! Help is on the way,
3: dear! And he's running, jumping over the columns like an NFL linebacker, just pushing through everybody.
0: Yeah. Oh, and can we talk about the iconic scene where he has all those uh, uh, disguises? near the beginning of the movie where he's like, uh, uh, oh, oh, what's her?
3: uh, Rain on my parade. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. And he's doing all of those characters like trying out the different wigs and stuff. And it's so funny because that moment is a little bit meta because he's breaking the fourth wall and you're saying,
0: it's Yeah, essentially he is,
3: yeah. And that's the only moment where the movie does that. Only moment where you say, oh, okay. Yeah, Robin Williams was
0: like, It's my time.
3: (laughs) But it works. Also, (laughs) I got five minutes,
0: okay? Just five. (laughs) Let let me do
3: my thing. (laughs) Also, lest we forget the iconic cleaning sequence of the house where they're playing Aerosmith's Dude Looks Like a Lady. Dude looks
2: like a lady. That song aged like a fine, fine Mm -hmm. gallon of milk.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That song? I had no idea. Oh, no. But when I found out the reason why Steven Tyler wrote that song and the simple reason was, yeah, I saw this girl that I thought was a girl at a bar. And I said, oh, like that's not the, a girl. That's some other rock singer at the time. And he literally just looked and went, ah, dude looks like a lady. And that's uh, how the song was born. Uh, I am no, not... <laughs> Someone write no that joke. down. I'm gonna write that
0: down real quick. Just Literally,
3: no joke, oh, Hunter. That's how it happened, bro. At a bar. Uh,
0: imagine like he sings it at the bar, like looks directly at the woman, like
3: dude looks like a leader. And that guy was probably like, yeah, <laughs> like, dude, the yeah. slaps, yeah. dude, the slaps. You gotta put it on the the radio dude, waves.
2: Gotta put it on the record, man. You have yeah.
0: to. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, what else can we? Say. I have
3: I have a question for you YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Mrs. Daphne was saying earlier in this interview, when she, or this podcast, when she—that's right. Where is she? It.
0: Where is she? By the way, um,
3: she's actually in the shower right now. So I. Oh, yeah, oh. She, yeah, she found mm-hmm. an Airbnb up here. she's she's gonna come over tomorrow to help me tidy up my room a little bit. It's been a little bit messy. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, okay. that makes but, sense.
3: Um. My question for you two, once theater, live theater, musical theater, plays, and all that, Broadway. I'm sorry. Well, back,
0: l- 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 live? Move, move, live. Yeah,
1: Li- live Live. what? Theater? Theater? Th- 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 plays
3: and th- musicals? Theater. Th- Mrs. Doubtfire was supposed to open. That's right. That, that
0: musical was supposed to come out like... Literally, like summer. the like the almost the week before uh, after COVID hit. Or they were supposed to go into
3: previews, but right they, the previews. Yes, yes, they, yes. Uh, obviously, with COVID still going on. Yeah. I I thought it would be best. I said, you know what? Let me join the Facebook group, and I think they're called the pulpit. No, they're called the Puppets.
0: <laughs> and I'm a
3: proud puppet and I absolutely love that page and adore it. My question for you two is all of the stuff that happens in the movie, especially something like the last dinner scene, how are they, how do you think they're going to pull it off in the musical? And are you excited to see Mrs. Doubtfire the musical? Uh,
0: I I'm intrigued. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I just don't know if it's going to be great or not, but I, I, I feel like it'll probably be fun. And I think like, it'll be hard to do it without Robin, but I, cause I think he like, he was, the reason the movie is as good as it is, but uh, but I I do like what's the who's the guy who's uh, 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 a uh, Rob something that,
2: uh, was in Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. What's what's his name? Rob something. Uh, I forget. I forget. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll look yeah. him
0: up while you guys talk. But...
2: Um. Yeah i I am excited. I I want it to be good. And I speaking of Beetlejuice, I had the same reservations about Beetlejuice because the movie's iconic and awesome. And I was like, I wonder how they're going to do it on the stage. Okay.
0: And I got his name. Uh, Rob, Rob McClure. Rob. He was,
2: McClure. A, he,
0: he was in a bunch of, he's in a bunch of shows. Yeah. Or he um, used to not anymore. He's not in shows anymore, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, but he, 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 he's a Broadway guy.
2: Yeah. Um, but before I saw Beetlejuice, I was like, the movie's iconic. I wonder how they're going to do it on the stage. And if it's going to be any good, and when I went to go see that musical, I was greatly surprised, and I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I um, enjoyed it. I, 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 think it's better than like you know a, a lot of other movie turned uh, musicals. But yeah. I, 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 I did think the the last or the the last the, the second act uh, was a bit lacking compared to the first act.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Just because they I, I, and well, this is another tangent, but I'll make it quick. <laughs> but but they kind of. Uh, uh, uh not humanized I, I guess but but they kind of like they they kind of make beetlejuice a tad more like uh uh uh, uh likable or or a little more like oh but it's beetlejuice i know he tried to yeah. kill everyone and tried to you know tried to marry an underage girl but like look
2: like he's he's funny yeah i know i i was about to say oh they made him more disney <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, it's kind of like, actually, it's funny, it's a little bit like Mrs. Doubtfire, where it's like, he, Mrs. Doubtfire is doing, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, but Robin Williams, his character, you know, does all these things, and by the end it's like, but
3: it's Robin, he's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, that he tried to kill somebody with... No, I mean, like, like look, let me let
0: me get this, let me set it straight, like, not as problematic as Beetlejuice. He's a, he's, um, a, pro- no. he's a, he's a problematic king. Yes. Um,
2: but yeah, but... Saying that, I I hope for the best and I think that it will be good because, I mean, I know Broadway, they come out with, like, some bad shows. No, you
0: know? I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be yeah, good. Yeah,
2: but I, I do trust, I think that they wouldn't have made it this far if it wasn't something that was at least halfway decent. And one- well, we'll
0: see. We'll see. I mean, like, you yeah. know, I, I mean, a lot of hard work has gone to other shows and sometimes they don't, Work out, so you know we'll see. But but I, I am I, I I I am looking forward to seeing that one.
3: Because one thing that was running through my head is, there are a lot of shows or musicals on Broadway that are family oriented, and what better show to bring an audience back, especially family, is that they want a very humorous, right. lighthearted, funny story like Mrs. Doubtfire. And I think just that pitch or that logline alone is enough for me, at least, to get me back again. I'll wear five masks, a face shield, a hazmat suit. I don't care what I have to do.
0: I'll put a I'll I'll put a mask anywhere, anywhere, anywhere.
3: Literally put two on my butt cheeks or like <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll Do it. I'll I want to see it. Mrs. Doubtfire. I will do it. Anything for the craft.
1: But, Anything
0: for Mrs. Doubtfire?
1: <laughs> oh wait a
0: minute, is Doubtfire. that
3: is that Mrs. Doubtfire coming out of the shower? Out of the shower? Actually yeah, I think it would. Hey, you have a Janiyah. Yes dear
1: uh Are you gonna come back in soon? Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on one second, Dee. I just need to get my my uh, my my uh my robe on for a second. Give me a bit, dearie. Okay. She's just putting on her
2: robe. Yeah, Mrs. So. Doubtfire. Okay. I'm sorry. sorry. She, uh, she does have to take uh, her medicine, right? She doesn't have to take her medicine. She she, she she's on some pills a little bit. Okay, because I, so. I, I was about to say I know she can't take it orally, and it takes her some time.
0: I know this is maybe a little weird to yeah. say, but dude, she's so hot. <laughs>
3: um. I'll relay that information to her, see what she says.
0: Look, I I just think she's
3: a she's a
0: a fun woman.
3: <laughs> she's on uh Ember actually. It's Tinder but for elderly people because the flame it's it's not Okay, I, that's good to know. That's uh, good to know. I'm
0: writing that down. I'm writing it down. Could you say it one more time?
3: She's on Ember.
0: E-M-E-R, Ember. Got E-R, it.
3: Like got little it. Little flames.
0: Anyway, so to I think to wrap up our uh Mrs. Doubtfire Uh, discussion. Uh, Just a final thoughts.
3: Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire without a doubt is still till the day I die going to be the greatest piece of media that I have ever laid my eyes upon. It has humor. It has heart. It is very genuine. All of the performances are amazing. There is not one weak link in this movie. Robin Williams I do agree with Nick. It's one of his best. Is it the best? I don't know. I'll have to rewatch some of his other movies or think back to other performances, but he definitely, he brings it. He always delivers. Mm -hmm. Definitely. With this movie in particular, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. And Robin Williams truly is irreplaceable in my opinion. And, is a comedic genius and icon that will live on forever in the hearts and memories of many people like myself.
0: All right, Hunter, try to top that.
3: I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to. Hunter said,
2: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly.
0: Oh, and uh, uh, if you you had to give it a rating uh, out of 10, uh, Bailey, I I assume you would give it a... Uh, 11 out of 10. 11? 11? I think that's our first 11 out of 10.
3: So I'm going to say an 11 Has out nobody of 10. said
0: 11 yet? I don't
3: think so. That's like Robin Williams. Gentlemen, I, I have broken the mold. I have changed the system. Yeah. Out of, I think out of, out of, not even a scale of 10, Nick. I'm going to switch it up on YouTube. On a scale of... <laughs> Um, Where are you going with this, Bailey?
1: (laughs) Hello, my deities, to hello, my (laughs) puppets.
3: This movie is definitely a
1: (laughs) hajambalaya.
3: Perfect. Perfect. Now try to top that.
2: Uh, uh, It's pretty good, I guess. No, uh, yeah, I agree with Bailey. So what's your rating? No, um, <laughs> I just <give> it, agree. <laughs> I'd have
1: to give it
0: hmm. Look inside your heart. You know am, the you out. know the answer. You know the truth.
1: You know the truth,
2: puppet. I think I'm I'm gonna have to give it Hmm Nine <laughs> n- Yeah, nine. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> I, like, I got it. It was worth the wait, wasn't it, gentlemen? Oh yeah, to, it's totally to worth it.
0: So, uh, yes, I, I think it, it has some really strong moments. It's really fun. Um, I I just wish there was more. I wish they went deeper. I wish it was a little cleaner, a little less contrived. But I I do think like it's cinema and it's fun, and Robin Williams is great. Is it? Uh, I I definitely don't think it'll be uh, uh, up there with the very best of Robin Williams for me when uh, when we are. When we are done with this Robin Williams miniseries. But I do think it's it's great. And it's the best part of the movie. And he's fantastic. And it, this movie just goes to show why he's so good. And why uh, he's a legend. And he'll be missed. And I can't wait to talk more about Robin Williams. As we continue on this treacherous miniseries, dearie. So I give it. Sorry. <laughs> pause for dramatic effect. Uh,
2: seven out of ten again i respect that i respect it a nice crisp seven out of ten a
0: nice a nice wrinkly baggy old seven (laughs) baggy old that's very descriptive hey what did he
1: say about me deity Oh, Evgenia! Like sorry, I didn't. Well, come on, come on, come on, come on. No, okay. uh,
0: Mrs. Delford, I'm sorry. I didn't. Hey. I didn't.
1: Hello, Puppet. Sorry, dear. I was just telling Bailey that I was getting out of the shower. I was like a wet old mm. dog for a second there, like an Irish setter. I had to get all the hairs clean. Uh, yeah,
0: Mrs. Delford, I didn't. I didn't mean that. I, I. I actually, what I meant was a twelve out of ten.
1: Oh, Puppet, I didn't even hear because I didn't have the headphones on. Oh, okay. They're well, on that... now, though. Okay. okay. The okay. They're on one. now, though. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but, did, but did we have fun Dearies? yes we had, we had fun so much fun mrs doubtfire yeah m- mrs
0: d- yeah mrs doubtfire we had so much fun talking about your movie with you and, and talking about robin williams and Ooh,
1: stop it you're gonna make me blush <laughs>
0: you're gonna make me bl- you're gonna make me blush mrs oh, doubtfire. Dearie, you
1: know where to find me on ember
0: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I like you. I like her. I like her a lot. Like okay. I said, uh, <laughs> I'm a hippie granny who can hip hop and practice the horizontal mambo. Hmm? Little Humpty Dumpty. Mm. I've got a power tool in my bedside drawer, dear. And I'm surprised <laughs> it hasn't chipped my teeth. Youth of Janaya, I think you need to. Well, Bailey, what is it? What, 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 what
3: do you say to these fine esteemed gentlemen? Nick and Hunter? It has been so much fun being here, and I'm so glad that I was able to talk to you two about my profound love for Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, dear, of course you would. Enough, Eva Janiah, relax. And you, Yeah, please, Mrs. Doubtfire. Bailey's talking. Please, We've had enough, Mrs. Doubtfire. And yeah, bye. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you two gents. Bailey, uh, it is
0: always so special to talk to you, to uh, to listen to you, and uh, it's just always such an absolute pleasure. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being love on the too, show. Uh, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, Bailey, I just met you today, uh, <laughs> but and
3: this is crazy.
2: <laughs> but it feels it feels like I, I've I've known you for like. A, a couple of minutes, yeah, a couple <laughs> an, an hour. <laughs> no, but exactly. it really does. I I really enjoyed having you on the show. Um, all your thoughts on this movie were profound, and I some of them I like I had not thought of before. And you were the absolute perfect guest uh, to kick off this miniseries. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And make sure,
1: dearies, how did you? July, Mrs. you for How did you come back? why did you come back? One thing. There is one thing Bailey forgot to say, dearies, that I'm going to say very quickly. Make sure that you subscribe to New York City Actors Talk Film on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast theory. I'm sure you could get it on Instagram or Facebook. I'm not hipping down with the social media nowadays, but I'm sure Nick and Hunter can explain it better than I can.
0: Yeah, thank you, Mrs. Dowfire. Yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, you can... Uh, check us out at NYC Actors Talk Film. We are, as Mrs. Doubtfire explained, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Please uh, leave us a review on iTunes and give us five stars. That really helps us out. We also have a YouTube channel, NYC Actors Talk Film. Also, It's also called that. Check out our website. Just search NYC Actors Talk Film. You can find Bailey Wilkinson at Bailey underscore Wilkes on Instagram. Join us next week in our Robin Williams series when we'll talk hook. Stay tuned, me hearties. Thank you all for listening. Take care.
1: Bye-bye, puppets. Bye-bye, dearie.
2: Hello! Hey!